Welcome to Hockey Night in New York, where Islanders hockey is always top shelf. Whether you got your start as a dynasty veteran, a Millbury survivor, or you were born into the Church of Trots, Hockey Night in New York is your home for all things Isles. Now, here are your eclectic hosts, Sean Cuthbert and Christian Arnold. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Hockey Night in New York. Welcome to the program, everyone. It is Monday, April 19th, 2021. Coming at you live from the Hockey Night New York studios on Long Island. Another spectacular show coming your way here at twitch.tv slash Hockey Night NY. Andrew Gross of Newsday will be joining Christian and I. My name is Sean Cuthbert. With me, as always, is Christian Arnold. Christian, how are you? Well, I'm doing very well, Sean. Thank you for asking. That's great to hear, buddy. How are you? I'm doing all right. That's good. Yeah. Glad to hear it. I'm doing okay. Yeah. You know, life's pretty good. The weather's getting better. The weather is getting better. warmer and sunnier. I feels like, like that. playoff season. It does. It feels does. feels like playoff season. It, and technically, it probably would be playoff season right now if this was any other year. More or less. Yeah, yeah we'd pretty much be right there. But on account of the wacky world that we live in right now, <laughs> yes. the schedule has been changed a little bit. But we're almost there, and it's it's playoff style hockey now because you got the teams up at the top crunching together, and we got plenty in to- plenty to talk about as far as that goes. But before we do, I want to remind everybody that we are happy to be sponsored by Blue Line Deli and Bagels, located at seven nineteen West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington. Head on over for great food, great people, and fantastic service. Check out the menu at bluelinedeli.com. We're also happily happy to be sponsored by Thai Technology, a voiceover IP company providing phone services for businesses across the country. If you're tired of dealing with long hold time from businesses such as Spectrum, Verizon, and <laughs> Optimum, give Thai Technology a call at 516. And my sheet is cut off. <laughs> 516-856-7800-43 free months of service. So Christian, you got some. <laughs> well, if you ever thought we weren't live, there's another oh, example. Live. Oh, oh, we're live. We're live. The notes got cut off, but here we are. And, <laughs> buddy, the Isles dropped two to Boston late in the week. They had a little bit of a break. We talked about this before we went live. And previously, they usually did okay, if not very well, after a little break. This time, didn't go their way. They dropped two in a row, back-to-back games to the Boston Bruins, and if you've been an Islander fan for the past few years, you know that under Barry Trotz, they do very well, at least in the back end of back-to-backs, but it was not the case this time either. And then they play Philly uh, last night, and uh, they kind of squeak by with, a, with an overtime win, and it seems like this, if you want to call it poor play or at least struggle that the Islanders are going through right now continues as we really hit crunch time here for the for the schedule. Absolutely, and I think uh, I, I think with the Philly game, I think I wrote it in the tweets promoting some of the stories I wrote that Ilya Sorokin stole the game, Nick Letty drove the getaway car, and that's essentially what happened on Sunday night in Philadelphia because the Islanders <laughs> yes. were not great, to say the least. They were better than they had been in Boston the first night. Uh, probably comparable, I guess, almost to the second game in Boston a little bit there. They finally got things going in the third period putting some pressure on Brian Elliott, who looked like a Vesna candidate against the Islanders for most of the 60-plus-minute affair. And it, it seemed like that the only way that there was a goal that was going to be scored was either if Ilya Sorokin or Brian Elliott actually went out and tried to score it themselves or the way that Nick Letty did score, and that was just the most bizarre, wacky finish, but fitting for that game because it just it just felt that was the only way this game was going to end. No, it was it was very appropriate. Well, in the sense that that's the that's the style in which I guess the last goal came. I I, I don't think it was 
it was how I expected it to go. I kind of thought that the Islanders were going to be happy to come away with a point in this game. Uh, you know, I was a little vocal about it on on Twitter. Yes, I think uh, I think the Islanders owed owed. Uh Owed Ilya a prime rib or something like that, and, and yeah. if they could get two points, they'd owe him the, the mashed potatoes and gravy or something like that? Yes, yes, a little bit of that. But yeah, I mean, look, it takes a lot for me to really come down on this team, and, and look, I, I try to keep things in perspective, which I, I typically do. Look, it's an 82-game season this year, obviously, it's 56, but you're not going to play a, f- a perfect season. You're no. going to have rough rough patches and rough stretches, and every team's go through it, whether you're at the top of the standings or the bottom. We've said this on the show before. And the it's just a little – I'm definitely not going to use the word alarming, but – It was disheartening. It's disheartening. It's a little concerning because the teams around them in the standings, I mean, Boston directly because they played and right. lost to them twice, but also you look a little further into the rearview mirror, and even the New York Rangers are playing some of their best hockey yeah. of the season. and four straight. There you go. Only so, a couple points out of a playoff spot. So they're trying to make a case for themselves. And, you know, now would obviously be a terrible time to, to have a funk turn into something a little more disastrous. So they really need to pick up this play. And I was hard on them over the game last night because, you know, honestly, I thought they were going to they were gonna snap out of it and they were going to bounce back. You know, they had the... The night or two off after the the night off after the two Boston games, I figured they they might have a chance to you know kind of reset themselves and play against a Philly team who's kind of been struggling throughout this season, and I thought they were going to take it to them, and I was a little disappointed that they didn't, and they just it looked a lot of a, a more of the same, especially in those first two frames. Uh, they did pick it up a little bit in the third, but I mm-hmm. think overall it was still just a. It's just a sloppy game overall. They're not playing to their identity. A lot of turnovers, a lot of unforced turnovers. The passing was very inaccurate, and they just didn't look like themselves. They didn't look like the New York Islanders under Barry Trotz. Yeah, no, and and I think that's the thing because it just they haven't looked like the same team. Even even if you go back before the break, it was kind of the same story we've been talking about. They just didn't look as in sync, and it, it was an issue that the Islanders kind of went through last year after the trade deadline. You saw that they bring in Andy Green, they bring in J.G. Pajot, big big additions that eventually became such important, crucial parts of their playoff run during the summer. But in that moment, you saw a team that kind of looked discombobulated, and you're almost seeing a, a almost mirror style of what happened last year before the pandemic pause to what's going on right now. And it is, it is an interesting turn of events. I and mean, I don't necessarily think there's a correlation between the, the skill set and the type of players that they're bringing in, but it certainly is, um, I, I think as several players used, a bit of a coincidence that this is all kind of happening in, in a similar style. It certainly scratches that memory, right, of, of, of last year because, you Absolutely. know, they, they had a similar run early in the season. They end up, you know, going on a tear. It looks like they're going to coast through the rest of the year, and then they just the, they just hit a wall. Yeah. And, and then it's like, wow, are these guys even going to make the playoffs? And, and we'll never know for sure. But, you know, that pause could have ended up being a godsend for that team last year because it could have continued. They might have missed the playoffs. And, and we'd be having much different conversations over these, uh, you know, these past couple of months since, this, since you know, the offseason ends since the season started. So, you know, it worked out well for them. But this is something that they kind of have to nip in the bud. I mean, this has been talked about before, you know, pucks even hit the ice this year, was that this division was going to be super tough, and it has been. And maybe, you know, some expectations have been, you know, um, different as far as, you know, who you might have thought were going to be at the top, who yeah. you might have thought were going to be competing and whatnot. But the bottom line is you have still have four top teams there that are going to be scratching and clawing until the end. And now you have a fifth one coming up the rear here who might actually end up having something to say. Right, yeah, and I think that I, I think that it... it, it 
points to that. I mean, these are tough teams. You knew these games were going to be playoff-style games even before you saw where things shook out when you were looking at the schedule at the beginning of the season. I think that's kind of what you're seeing. The Islanders are now being pushed against a lot harder than they have been before, and it has been a grind. Um, Aside from that stretch of games in early February, where they had the week or so off because of the COVID issues with the Buffalo Sabres that impacted their schedule, the Islanders and the rest of the league haven't had a ton of time, and I think as Barry Trotz has been pointing out, you're seeing some of that impact some of the younger players who aren't used to the grind the Oliver Wallstrom's and the uh, Noah Dobson's obviously Dobson didn't play on Sunday which caused right. a lot of ire among some of the sure. fan base and sure. you certainly understand that but at the same time when you listen to Barry Trotz and where he's coming from and I know people don't like the fact that he is a little harder and holds the younger players to a standard that maybe he doesn't necessarily hold um, you know other players too that have a little more veteran experience and there's something to be said for that but um, when you're looking at that, you're certainly sensing maybe that is there is a point. Maybe the grind, of, especially of the shortened season and how condensed the schedule is, is getting to this team. Now, I, I saw in the chat just briefly before that people were, were suggesting perhaps it's because of the COVID shots. I know that yeah. um, it was put out there that the Islanders have, uh, you know, a, players have, have gotten at least their first shot, it sounds like, according mm-hmm. to Arthur Staple of The Athletic, who was on last week, um, that uh, you know, a number of players had gotten it. I don't think that's the case because this... I would imagine is probably something that predates the any of these guys getting the COVID shot. And again, as we talked about, this is almost identical to what happened last year, even before we had any sort of issue with this this thing. Now, Noah Dobson again. You know, a couple of people pointed out perhaps that they're trying to ease him back into the the rhythm of things, especially after having COVID and. Um, perhaps there's some after effects that have impacted them. You've certainly heard from other players that they've felt after effects that have right. impacted their play. So mm-hmm. maybe that's what's going on here too, playing into a factor into why he wasn't in the lineup. But um, I, I just think the Islanders are, are facing their toughest task when they're playing all these teams that are desperate for whether it's positioning, whether it's fighting to make sure they maintain a playoff spot. I mean, they're coming, they're coming up against a New York Rangers team that's won four straight games. They're seven, one and two in their last 10. Yep. I mean, this is a team playing their best hockey of the entire year, perhaps since the start of the season Boston was eventually going to get it together yes you couldn't imagine the Islanders were going to go for a clean sweep in eight games against the Boston Bruins there's no way that was happening and I think we came back to a little bit of reality and I feel like I almost have to take some responsibility for saying the Boston Bruins were the team that I would if I was the Islanders I'd want to see in the playoffs you did this is why I never make predictions like that (laughs) well Sure, but but I mean, again, it obviously all hinges on what I say. The Boston Bruins obviously clearly listen to the show. No, I've, like, I've learned very quickly like, that the world does revolve like around you. Pittsburgh, <laughs> like Pittsburgh, was listening to you. I'm sure the last time you made those proclamations, right? We have a very very uh, heavy effect on on what goes on in the league just by what we say here on the show. But obviously, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, all the big guns are watching. Look, y- y- yes, but you know, you say it's almost a mirror image of what happened last year, and like. I'm not ready to say that yet because it hasn't been like a full on. But we don't know. Yet. We don't. I, I it could be say, heading that way. I don't even say last year was a collapse because we we wouldn't know what was going to happen at that. You know what I mean? Like we wouldn't have known after the deadline because there was only so many games played. What was there? Only three or four after the deadline. Whatever the, the COVID, case may be, but before but COVID my, it, you you don't know if the team would have turned it around at that point. No, for sure. But what I meant to say is 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 that the length of it, how long they were kind of in that lull, and how long they were struggling. I feel like we we haven't reached that point yet with this team. Like there's still ample opportunity here right. to just kind of you know put stop it in its tracks. 
and and get back to the the hockey that we're more familiar with and and you know there's just a lot of different i suppose elements and factors surrounding it that kind of just make you wonder i'm sure everybody's wondering oh okay did the trade deadline have anything to right. do with it does, does bringing in these new guys have anything to do with it is, right. is there a chemistry factor you know are these guys not pulling their weight and and i don't think you can really you know, thumb your finger on any one of those things and be like, yeah, that's it. If they hadn't got Paul Marion and Zajac, right. they'd still be winning. And like, I'm not, I think I'm not that's suggesting a, that I don't either. think you are. Yeah. I, but I think if anybody kind of has that thought floating in their mind, I think, you know, it might be going a little bit too far here. Well, you know I heard I mean? it was all Josh Bailey's fault, so. Oh, it has been. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> it has been for a very long time. <laughs> but but look, I, we're going to have to pick the discussion up because we got a break for, for Andrew Gross from Newsday. He's going to be joining us, but we'll talk to him about it. we got plenty of stuff to talk about. They're in a little bit of a rut right now, but they still got a chance to, to come out of it, you know? Yeah, and, and I mean, at this point in the season, to, to end on a positive note, I don't see them falling out of a playoff spot. It's more no! or less... Stop where it. they're going to land in the positioning factor. Yes. You know, whether, was it going to be one, two, or three, or one or two, or is it going to be three or four? Right. So, I, think, we'll I think you're on the money, pal. So, folks, thank I you so much thank you. for tuning in to <laughs> twitch.tv slash hockey night and why. We're going to take that break. And when we come back, Andrew Gross from Newsday will be joining us. Customer service is the backbone of any great business, and reliable telecommunication is essential to keeping your client base happy. Introducing Thai Technology, a low-cost, flexible internet phone service founded on the idea that every customer deserves exceptional service while providing simple setup and management and easy integration to clients across the country. Thai Technology will not only create a custom solution tailored to your specific needs, but will partner with you to provide a competitive edge to you and your clients. And if you need support, you won't be routed to an automated call center in another country you'll get a live representative that had a personal hand in building your account so islander fans if your business is looking for a change from companies like spectrum verizon or optimum thai technology is offering three free months of service for any of its affordable packages just call 516-856-7800 that's 516-856-7800 or visit them on the web at thaitechnology.com that's thai t-i-e technology.com thai technology the right choice for your internet phone service the only thing better than a Great Long Island Deli is a Great Long Island Deli run by diehard Islander fans. Blue Line Deli and Bagels located at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington will make any Islander fan feel right at home with its familiar blue and orange theme and Isles decor. Blue Line Deli and Bagels proudly serves Bagel Boss Bagels along with breakfast favorites, hockey-themed heroes, quesadillas, salads, fresh-made smoothies, and much more. So stop on in for delicious food, a clean atmosphere, and a happy staff ready to greet you with friendly service no matter what team you support. Want to place an order for pickup? Call 631-944-3222 or visit bluelinedeli.com to check out the menu and order online. Blue Line Deli and Bagels, where the great selections will have you saying, yes, yes, yes. Hope you enjoyed the ads. Now let's get back to Hockey Night in New York with Sean Cuthbert and Christian Arnold. And welcome back to Hockey Night in New York. This is Christian Arnold alongside Sean Cuthbert. As always, joining us online brought to you by our friends over at Thai Technology. 
uh, is the news, New York Islanders beat writer for Newsday, also the host of the Island uh, Island Ice podcast, Island Ice podcast, uh, which actually just dropped today. So after you listen to Hockey Night in New York, watch it on Twitch.tv backslash Hockey Night NY, and then listen again on Spotify or any other uh, podcasting source. You can then go, and we give you permission to go listen to Andrew's podcast, Island <laughs> yes. Ice, with his guest Pierre McGuire uh, on this week's edition of the podcast. Andrew does a great job. Uh, so, Andrew, welcome. How, how are you, my friend? Hey, Christian, Sean, great to talk to you. Thanks for having me on. Any, any time. And I, I was going to try and do the introduction that you do for Island Ice, but I could not uh, I could not muster up the vocal courage to, to try and mimic it because you have you have certainly created a legendary intro in and itself in the Islanders podcast realm. So I wasn't even going to try. Well, two things. One, you could just listen to any of the Mike, do- Mike and the Mad Dogs <laughs> and listen to Chris Russo's intro. Uh, and two, you should hear... Uh, my family going around the house making fun of me every time I try and record a podcast with someone else in the house. So it's, uh, you know, I should probably just do a cold open like, you know, Walter Cronkite or something. Hello, hello everybody. And now, the you know, and now the Islander News. There you go. <laughs> certainly, uh, certainly wouldn't be the same. But there is a lot of Islander news to talk about, Andrew. Obviously, uh, a three-game road trip for the Islanders that was, I would say, less than ideal for uh, what Barry Trotz and, and the rest of the team would have hoped for coming out of it. Uh, they get a win in, in Philadelphia, but two ugly losses in Boston and a lot of questions as to where the Islanders' offense has gone over the last couple games. Andrew, I, I guess to start with that question, obviously a very loaded question, but where has the Islanders' offense gone over these last couple games yeah i mean the numbers are, are pretty stark i mean I, I'm, I'm no math uh major or anything <laughs> but that's 11 goals over eight games i mean that's that's not going to get it done that's 1.4 goals per game and look you know Ilya sorokin once again stole them two points last night they they probably have no business winning that game you know uh and, and you know, a one nothing game, you can look at it like, well, at least, you know, they, they played well defensively. I mean, the, the Flyers got up and down the ice pretty much at will there for a while. And uh, it, it was only because Sorokin, certainly in the first period, that, uh, you know, it, it was even 0-0 after 20 minutes. But as, as to where the offense has gone, um, you know, I, I ran some numbers again, uh, you know, before and after Anders Lee, and they were averaging three goals per game with Anders Lee in the lineup, and now they're down to 2.6, and actually it's a little bit lower. I did those numbers before the uh, Flyers game. Mm-hmm. So they were going into the Flyer game, they were down to 2.6 goals per game, and, and if you think about it, it's even worse than that, not only because they only won one nothing on Sunday, but you're including an 8-4 win over the Capitals wow. in there. So you, you, so you take out those eight goals, you know, and what, what do you, you, you've probably dropped a, a full goal, you know, taking out that 8-4 game and then probably including last night's game. You're, you're probably down, you know, 70.75 to a full goal. Uh, since Anders Lee has left the lineup. And, you know, there's more to it than that. Um, you know, the, the, the power play has, has just, what, what are they, two for 19 now? I, I think it's over eight games, uh, if my memory serves. Uh, they, the, the, the power play was pretty brutal up in Boston, 0 for 8 in those two games. Uh, you know, they're just, they're not doing themselves any favors. And 
I, I, I think it goes beyond the fact that, you know, you're trying to incorporate two people into the lineup and Barry's had to try and figure out some new line combinations. I, I, I don't think that is necessarily the case. I, I, I think they need to be more proactive in the offensive zone. Andrew, I mean, I'm not sure what's more astonishing, the offensive numbers that the Islanders have been putting up or the fact that your mathematics, putting those all together, because I've seen you try and do math, that was pretty impressive. I'm, I'm yeah, very impressed. He said impressed. he's no mathematician, but I, there he goes, no, spouting no, him out. I'm impressed. <laughs> I've seen Andrew try and do math in the press box. It's, uh, well, I mean, it's a sight. Let, let's face it, the, the, that, that was two all-nighters back-to-back <laughs> trying to work that all out. Amazing. That is incredible. Andrew, you mentioned the power play, and one thing that stood out to me the other day during Barry's um, Barry's press conference, I believe is the pregame press conference ahead of Sunday's game against Philadelphia, was the almost admission of where the Islanders' power play stands and, and kind of the idea that it's there to essentially not lose them games, but it isn't going to win them games. It's, I, I feel like it's very rare you ever hear a coach kind of admit that uh, outright, and but there Barry Trotz was kind of admitting that to, to us on Sunday afternoon. I mean, what did you make of that? And, and is there any way for the Islanders' power play to get any better? No, you know, I, I don't know if you heard that thud when he said that, but that was me falling <laughs> off my chair. I mean, for, for, for a coach to admit that, you know, the power play, and he said, you know, it just, it, it's been since he's been there, um, you know. And, and I was like, you know, Barry gets, you know, he has a lot of, whatever the word is, uh, you know, uh, goodwill in the tank because of the coaching career he's had mm-hmm. over 21 seasons, the fact that he won a Stanley Cup. And look, let's face it, him and Lou Lamarillo turned around the, fortune of the fortunes of this organization. You know, um, we, we can talk all about, you know, some of the good personnel decisions Garth Snow left uh, or, or made to leave Lou Lamarillo with something to work with. But it went beyond personnel because the same personnel before Barry and, and, and Lou were here under Garth and, uh, and Dougie Waite, uh, you know, unfortunately not trying to diss those guys, but the, the same personnel stunk the year before, right? right? So yeah. Barry, Barry Trotz deserves a lot of credit here. But, you know, three years and... You know, he's saying we're just trying not to lose games with our power play. That's kind of unacceptable, I I think, you know. And, uh, you know, I know you you gave a plug to uh, this uh, episode of Island Ice I just posted, and and I really appreciate that. But Pierre McGuire and and I talk about the Islanders' power play for a long time, and Pierre was saying that, you know, Jim Hiller, who runs the power play and, and ran it with, uh, you know, under Mike Babcock with the Detroit Red Wings. He was also up, you know, with Babcock in, uh, in, in Toronto. Um, it, it's a matter of Jim Hiller just trying to come up with a different scheme. Now, it's, it's late in the season. Um, but, you know, what Pierre was saying was, you know, Barry had a really good power play in Washington. Well, yeah, you know, you had not only Ovechkin there, you had Oshie and you had Backstrom and you, you know, you, you got Carlson, you got a lot of parts there and it, it's up to the coaching staff to, to come up with a different scheme here. Um, and, and I'm paraphrasing, you know, Pierre, uh, it, it, it's up to the coaching staff to, to come up with a different scheme, uh, a scheme, schematics, a system, 
and, and to just attack the net differently from what they've been doing because they can't have a power play that's just out there not to lose and not to lose momentum. I mean, you know, it, it's like Trent Dilfer is quarterbacking their uh, power play. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess at the very least, Andrew, you, you appreciate Barry's candor. But yes, you got to agree in the sense that like, and I'm sure he, 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 you know, feels the same sentiment that of course it's unacceptable and they're going to work at it. But, but yeah, it's, it's something that they're going to have to improve if they're going to want to stay in in a home ice situation going into the playoffs. And if they want to go deep in the playoffs, they can't just hang on for dear life. And one guy who you're going to want to see assimilating into this power play and hopefully ends up becoming part of the solution is one of the new guys. Kyle Palmieri, um, what sort of, just because you've had experience with the Devils in the past, maybe you can give us a little more insight than we're used to here at Hockey Night in New York, but what sort of guy, you know, is, is, is he going to, you know, what kind of play is he going to add to the power play? What kind of, um, what, can, what can we be looking for out of him as he gets more acclimated to this team and gets more, uh, more ice time on the power play? Yeah, and you know, I, and I, I did get to cover Kyle for a couple of seasons when I was on the New Jersey Devils beat, and that's why I was so strongly advocating before the trade deadline to to bring, you know, for Lou to bring Kyle Palmieri over here because I really did think he was going to fit perfectly into what the Islanders are trying to do. Now you you saw the way he scored on the power play. His, his one goal with the Islanders was a power play goal, and he. He just parked himself in the at the crease and he swatted in a puck. Yeah, and he, you know, no one is going to replace Anders Lee um, for for a lot of different reasons, and and that you know, again, not for the free plug here, but that's another thing Pierre McGuire and I talked about is just you know what kind of person Anders Lee is off the ice, right? Um, so you, you can't replace Lee, but as far as what Kyle Palmieri is as a player. I really enjoy watching him play because he's got, you know, a real snarl to his game. He's he's a hard skater. Uh, he's he's not afraid. You know, he's not the biggest guy in the world, but he's you know sort of like Pajot. He doesn't back down from anything, and he really annoys the heck out of goalies because he's always around the crease and he's always not only creating traffic at the crease. He, he's creating contact at the crease. I remember there was one game uh, up in Montreal I was covering, um, the Devils and the Canadians. And I don't know if you remember this one, but that was the game where Palmieri ticked off Carey Price so much that Palmieri was down on the ice and, and, and Price just jumped on top of him and started <laughs> trying to stab him with his blocker. <laughs> oh, that does sound familiar, actually. Yeah, and, and I mean, and, and Kyle, you know, Kyle after the game said, you know, I never thought I would find this out, but, you know, attempted stabbing by a, <laughs> a, a goalie blocker really hurt, you know? <laughs> um, but he, he, he annoyed Carey Price to the point where Carey Price broke. And, you know, I, yeah. I know Carey Price is very sensitive because, you know, in in another, you know, Going two jobs previous when I covered the Rangers, I was at that game when Chris Kreider uh, took, took Carey Price out of the playoffs. So I, I, I get that Carey Price is sensitive to contact, but <laughs> my, my point is that you know that that's the kind of game that Kyle Palmieri is going to going to bring. And when he's going on the power play, um, he's going to be right around the net, and he's going to uh, you know smack in goals, sort of like Anders Lee did. 
We're talking to Andrew Gross and Newsday on the line, brought to you by Thai Technology. Well, Andrew, I know it's still a small sample size, but what do you make of Palmieri's play so far, and by extension, Zajac, the uh, the two devils that have come over so far? Yeah, it's it's been okay. It's sort of been like the whole team. I, I don't think you can say they've stood out. Um, I think it's I think it's or I know it's a tougher transition for for Trav. Um, you know, he played a thousand games, a thousand twenty four games in the Devils uniform. And and, and again, I, I know Travis. I, I sort of know him personally from you know covering that team. That was a guy who, you know, he got to a certain point. He expected to retire with the Devils. Uh-oh. It sounds like we lost Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you heard it on your end, we'll but I certainly to, did on my end. We'll work to get him back on the line, but we are obviously on the line talking with Andrew Gross as Sean works to get him back on the phone here uh, here on Hockey Night in New York. Of course, you can... <laughs> <laughs> this is again. This is live. Never pretend like this isn't live because uh, it certainly Andrew. is. I think we got him back. Andrew, uh, we got you back. Yeah, I, I swear to God, I not, did not do you know something my mom does all the time. <laughs> you didn't have to hang, hang up on us, Andrew. That's pretty messed up, man. You, you know that, that that was that was not me. That was not me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I mean I, I don't want to you know I. I I, I love my mom, but some of my conversations <laughs> with her take like four, four callbacks as she's trying to figure out his cell phone. So. Andrew, if you weren't enjoying the conversation, you could have just said so. You, you know, know what it is? To... He got his plugs <laughs> in for Island Ice, right. and then he was he done. Skipped town, he done. Unbelievable. All right. No, 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 no. I was, I was, I was making a brilliant point about Travis. So, <laughs> please continue. No, the, the the point is the transition. I I think Travis, you know. It's been a tough transition for him, just emotionally, probably. And I know he he accepted the trade, um, but uh, you know the whole team has just seemed, you know, kind of a step, step and a half out of whack. Um, you know, and, and I think that goes before the trade. So I, I don't want to throw this all on Kyle and Travis's feet, you know, because um, you saw Braden Coburn go into the lineup on Sunday and that, and that seemed pretty seamless. I mean, yeah, they didn't play a great defensive game, but I think it was the, the exact same game that would have been played if Noah Dobson was in the lineup. Um, I, I, I do think, you know, I think Kyle's going to get going. I know his goals have been down. They were down with the devils before coming in, but I, I still have a lot of faith in, in, in Kyle. I'm interested to see, when Barry pulls the trigger and, and tries them out with uh, Matthew Barzell, um, because I think that's coming at a certain point. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think what's holding it back right now is if you put, you know, uh, palms up there and you still have uh, Jordan Everly, you got three right-handers and that can be a little unwieldy, although they've done it. Right. Um, but uh, I, I think that might be holding him back at, at this moment, but at, at some point, I think you're going to have to try and see what Palms can do with uh, Matthew Barzell and see if that works. 
This is Hockey Night in New York. Christian Arnold and Sean Cuthbert with you as always. And on the line, or I should stay still on the line, is Andrew Gross. Back on the line. New York Islanders beat writer for Newsday. Also the host of the Island Ice podcast brought to you by Newsday as well. And Andrew, you mentioned Noah Dobson and Brandon Colburn getting into the lineup. Now, my question isn't about Colburn. It's about Noah Dobson because I'm sure if your mentions looked anything like mine the other day that the, the world was coming to an end. Uh, and there was a lot of confusion and, and disdain for the fact that Coburn was coming in in place of Noah Dobson. And I think my question is more or less um, the bigger question that I feel like you pro- I, I know I get it. I'm sure you probably get it as well. And that is why does Barry Trotz seem to hold the younger kids, the Oliver Wallstroms, the Noah Dobsons to, I guess, a different standard than some of the veterans when you look at the way they've played over the course of this season. I was wondering if you had any insight as to why that is that you could provide people and maybe we could we could uh, not get a million mentions every time something like this happens. Yeah, um, I, I, there there are two things. Uh, one, Barry, and, and you've heard Barry say sweat equity mm-hmm. a lot, yes. right? He, he talks about sweat equity, and that's something, you know, it, it, it's basically a trust that veterans build with him. You know, he there there is a much bigger sample size that Barry has with those veterans, and you know, you know the saying not to throw out a million cliches, but you eventually play to the back of your baseball card, right? Um, so, so Barry sort of knows what he's going to get over the long haul with these guys, and you know the guys that have been with him, he's he's going to stick with. Now, the other thing with that, and and I got a question on, on my, it was it was kind of worded you know, pretty, you know, pointedly, which is why does Barry Trot not hold his players accountable, which I, I, I did not think was the case, but I understood where the question was coming from. You know, how come, you know, just to pick on Josh Bailey, because if you've been on social media, you know, Josh Bailey is not a social media favorite, <laughs> right? Uh, or, or Scott no. Mayfield, because, because, but the question is on social media is why it's okay for Braden Coburn to come in. That's fine. But why is it Noah Dobson coming out and not Scott Mayfield? I'm sure you guys saw the same thing I yes. did, right? Yeah. Yes. Right. Um, and so, you know, it, it, it's based on that sweat equity where, where Barry has a trust in these guys and that even if they have a bad game or a bad period or a bad shift, Barry expects them to play back to what's on the back of their baseball card. On the other, uh, the, the, the other factor here is the way Barry tries to, to nurture his young players. And, and I know it's seen from the outside as Barry not trusting the players, but really it, it's trying to build them up. And, and Barry's talked about the fact that, you know, Oliver Wallstrom has not gone through the grind of a full NHL season before. You know, he, he played college where you play on the weekends or he played in Europe at the beginning of the year where they only play a couple of games. You know, this, right. this you know, four or five games per week is, is something foreign to them. And you can play, the young players can play well through a stretch of this, but, you know, it, Barry thinks it's good to pull back on the reins, uh, uh, you know, from time to time or, or loosen the reins or whatever you, you want to call it. Basically, you know, ease them through this burden and, uh, or, or, or this grind. And you heard Barry talking after the game on Sunday that he has not seen a lot from Oliver Wallstrom. And uh, you just go through the game notes 
uh, 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 Wally's gone nine games without a point. And, you know, I, I, I know Ollie's, you know, Oliver's defense has improved, but you got him on the ice because he's a sniper and a sharpshooter and you need goals and points from him. You know, you, you, you just do. So, you know, he's giving Wallstrom a little bit of a breather, or, or, or I expect him to here. And, and the same thing with Dobson. Um, you know, f- as much as we picked on Scott Mayfield's mistakes uh, in Boston in that 3 nothing game, um, because they were pretty apparent on the first two Bruins goals um, that, that Scott was out of position, you know, if you go through the game tape, Noah was, was struggling through that game as well. And, and I think Barry is looking at the trends, and I think he sees a young player who just needs a little bit of a breather. And that's what you got, Braden Coburn. Now, I, I don't expect Noah to be out of the lineup, you know, for more than, say, you know, two games or three games or whatever it is. But I, I do think Barry just wants to give Noah a chance to step back and breathe and collect himself and maybe look at some game tapes and, and get a little extra work off the ice, you know, since there's virtually no practice time. Um, you know, if you're not in the lineup, you can, you know, skate hard in the morning and go through some heavy drills. So I, I, I think, you know, look, it, it worked with, with Noah last season. Uh, Barry and the coaching staff had a very specific plan uh, on how to get Noah through that rookie season when he was 19 year old, 19, uh, going on 20. And by all rights, he should have been in the AHL. And the only reason he was with the Islanders was because you couldn't, you couldn't send him to the AHL. You either had to keep him or or send him back to juniors. And they didn't, you know, they thought going to juniors was going to stunt his development. So they, they, they really walked on eggshells with him through last season. He's, he's earned a full-time role but he still is only 21 in his second NHL season. And I don't think it's an awful idea for him to get a breather here. And, 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 and I don't think it's going to be awful for, for Wallstrom to sit a game or two and take a deep breath and, you know, maybe look at some stuff on video. That being said, with, with the Islanders dearth of goals here, I, I would hope there's a spot to get Kiefer Bellows back in the lineup. Well, Andrew, you mentioned Kiefer Bellows, so I, I do. I guess I'll, I'll we'll end it with this question here: Is there a chance Bellows gets back in the lineup, especially with the fact that the scoring drought has has hit a really, you know, kind of an all time low at this point right now, especially at a crucial point in the season with you know a lot of tough games coming up? Is there a chance we can see Kiefer back in the lineup just to kind of give him another chance out there? Uh, th- there is a chance. I mean, it, it depends. You know, I, I think it would be. Michael Dalcall would probably be the guy to to come out of the lineup if you're getting Kiefer back in, and that's even with uh, you know, I I don't expect Josh Bailey or Cal Clutterbuck to be available tomorrow. I, I don't know how long they're out, but when you start hearing Barry waver between day to day and week to week, I I, I don't figure that it's going to be tomorrow that those two are back. Um, but you know, and, and, and another social media darling we can talk about leo komarov look <laughs> barry's not taking leo out of the lineup after the game leo played right. uh, on sunday I, I mean leo legitimately was their best forward i mean you know and, and that's easy to say in a game where you literally created very few scoring chances you know you had some odd man rushes but 
the way he back-checked, the way he was on the forecheck, the way he was on the wall, and, and the way he was responsible with Matthew Barzell turning the puck over left and right, you, you're not taking Leo out right now. And, and you know, it, I, I, the, the second-best quote, Barry has had two winners of quotes, you know, in, in the past few days, one being, you know, the uh, we just don't want the power play to lose games for us. Right. And and if, and after the game last night, basically, you know, just pooping all over the analytics crowd <laughs> when it comes to Leo Komarov, you know, just like stop with the analytics, just watch his game. I know his Corsi sucks, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. The great Andrew Gross from Newsday covers the New York Islanders for Newsday. You can also uh, check him out on the Island Ice podcast again. We forewarn you, if you do listen to the Island Ice podcast, you are required to watch Hockey Night uh, Hockey Night in New York on twitch.tv backslash Hockey Night NY. Yes. Listen to us on your favorite podcast provider. Yes. And then you have our permission to go listen to Island Ice. <laughs> yes. Great guest this week, uh, Pierre Maguire from NBC Sports on with Andrew. And Andrew, I owe you a big thank you for your wing suggestion when I was in Buffalo the other week. That was a, a great, oh, okay. great recommendation. I, I actually, I, I mean, I can't take full credit for that because <laughs> I was racking my brain. Um, my, my, my daughter, even though she goes to SUNY Oneonta is spending a lot of time in, in Buffalo right now. Uh, her boyfriend is up there. Ah. And since you're just, and since you're just, you know, going to classes online anyway, you know, why sit in an apartment by yourself in Oneonta when you, you know, you can be with sure. someone you love yeah. in, in Buffalo. So I did text, uh, Phoebe and, uh, between her and Brendan. Um, they came up with the uh, suggestions, um, so I am I'm thrilled that you went there. Yes, and I will so pass along a thank you from me to them because it was a great suggestion, and a uh, thank you from both Sean and I for taking some time today, Andrew, to join us Absolutely. on Hockey Night in New York. We always love having you on, and hopefully we'll have you on again real soon. Well, I, actually, here's what I was thinking. I know you're trying <laughs> to get rid of me here, but 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 I I, I like. Because I'm not, I'm not this free and you know, and, and and freewheeling on my own podcast. I tend to be a little bit more buttoned up, or, or whatever, whatever the word. Is, except when Colin Stevenson's on, because Colin and I go way back. But I, I you know what? I, I got to get you and Sean on, and we can have this kind of conversation, and people can see the more fun side of me. Absolutely, absolutely. We're Let's always looking to plug ourselves, and we'll make sure to plug our own podcast thirty times in the interview. For so sure, yeah. We get the we get the clicks, and so we would love to do that. Andrew, we'll definitely have to set that up for sure. For for the record, I kept it under seven plugs. I, I counted. I was I was doing the check marks. I, the over-under was seven. I came in under. So, Well, we appreciate that. And, again, we appreciate your time, Andrew. We will definitely set that up. We'll, we'll work off the air to, to make that happen because that sounds like a fun time. Andrew definitely. Gross from Newsday, yeah. always a pleasure having you on, my friend. And hopefully I will see you at the Coliseum real soon. Yeah, I will be there. Uh, I'm back on Thursday, fully vaccinated. Wonderful. There you go. I cannot wait now. All right. Yeah. All right, Andrew. Yeah, so listen. John, Christian, thanks so much for having me. Always great uh, catching up with you, and uh, be well. Absolutely. You too, Andrew. Take care. Andrew Gross from Newsday covers the Islanders, does a phenomenal job there. Uh, again, check out the Island Ice podcast as well after you listen to all of us on all of our different platforms and follow us on all of our different social medias <laughs> as well. I love well. how you're sticking to that priority. I love What's it. That? <laughs> 
No, you're priori- prioritizing our stuff. Oh, yeah, no, 100%. <laughs> well, because I've been accused by someone. I won't mention who. I've been accused by someone <laughs> that I don't support the show enough. So I want to make sure that I'm getting all my plugs and support out yeah, there. Yeah, you're really for... making up for it in one sitting here. No, yeah, well, that's what I do. I, I don't support, well, allegedly, I don't support the show during the week, and then I, uh, you know, I do it on there. I bust his chops for not retweeting something once. Yeah. <laughs> Here then... we go on the show. Maybe we'll have a throwdown in a couple of weeks. <laughs> Just a fight? Yeah, why not? Right. <laughs> so, yeah, great stuff from Andrew. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. The one thing I, I, I wanted to ask him about, but I was afraid it was going to be another 20-minute answer, was about Ilya Sorokin. And I think there's a conversation to be had. We, we've, covered, I, we've covered so much between Leo and Oliver Wallstrom and Zajac and, and uh, Paul Mary. Palms, since he called him. Apparently, that's his Palms. nickname. Yeah, Palms. Yes. Um, yes. I guess when you cover someone for for that long, you can you can start to use well, the nickname. It's interesting. You notice that some people in the in the Islander media are more comfortable using the nicknames, and other people stick to it straight. So I've noticed that Andrew and Chris King. Well, Kinger's been doing this forever. Yeah. Yes, but Kinger can do whatever he wants. Of course, he can. But just very noting, happy to see he's back. Hundred yes, percent. Absolutely. As well. But he he loves dropping the nicknames all the time. All the time. And Butch does it, too. Yes. But again, Butch, Sometimes he makes up Butch his own. Can- <laughs> <laughs> like Clutter. I don't know if anybody else calls Cal Clutter, but Clutter, uh, Clutter, but Butch Goring does. <laughs> Absolutely. Which is fine. More power to him. But what I was getting at is, obviously, <laughs> Ilya Sorokin has been such a focus the last couple games. He gets the back-to-back nods over the weekend, uh, in addition to the clutch performance he had against the Philadelphia Flyers. And I think it's certainly raised a question, at least worth having the conversation at this point. Is there... A potential goaltender controversy brewing as we hit the stretch run of the se- as we're in the stretch run of the season and as we hit the playoffs because Sorokin has if you look at his game and you look at his record he's fared a little bit better this season and certainly at this point he's looked like the better of the two goaltenders. You know you raised this with Arthur last week and I'm still kind of in his corner with it in that I don't think we're there yet. I agree, but it's worth. It's a question worth having, a conversation worth having. I think, it, I think it's a great thing that we're even able to be in position to have the conversation. Yes. That means both goalies are performing very well. That means Ilya Sorokin has either met or exceeded expectations, which I guess, since I just mentioned that very thought, what do you think? Do you think he's... I think he's exceeded expectations, at least in my mind, because quick, I yeah, think... Maybe a little quicker than I, we thought. Yes, because I think that... I, I think we both thought he was going to be a great goal. Yes. I think that... I, I can't speak for Sean. I'll speak for myself here at this point. Please. I, I assumed it would take a little bit longer for the acclimation period to to, to kind of go through it. it. It's ups and downs because you start saw him at the start of the year. He didn't obviously he gets thrown in right away. We all know the backstory at this point, right? But now he's really coming to his own in that comfort level and that skill set and that's that uh, lateral movement that you know he kind of became known for and those acrobatic saves he kind of became known for in the KHL. You're seeing that more and more, and you're seeing it with more ease. You're seeing it with much more confidence than. Uh, especially earlier in the season. That, again, that comes with time, and that comes with being able to play um, as many games as possible. And I think that the number of starts that he's gotten has kind of exceeded where I thought he would have been at this point. And I mm-hmm. think that yeah. the the play, his, his skill set, has exceeded where I thought he'd be at this point because he's just looked great. No, he has, and, and I agree with you. And it's I think it's just because he's played so well, and Barry wants to see a little more more from him and see what he can do. Yeah. Where when he gets the ball and see if he can run with it because it certainly absolutely has nothing to do with the play of Varlamov. That, right. That's that, that's not the reason why Sorokin's getting more starts because Varlamov has been outstanding this year. He really has, and I still think he's the one A to this 
you know, two potential starter situation here. I still think, agreeing with Arthur, he's right. going to be the game one, you know, goalie in the playoffs, barring any injuries or anything like that. But the nice thing is, it's 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 fantastic that if they need to spell him for whatever reason, or maybe in a back to back situation like Rice did right. last year, which right. Arthur also brought up last week, and you know. I think these guys are such good buddies, and they have so much respect for each other. So there's certainly no goaltending controversy. No. Well, a controversy and in the sense that who's who's getting in that and who's not. I think it's it. a fair conversation. Yeah. I think it's fair because he's played so well. And the nice thing is, and this is something that Islander fans have really been spoiled by now for the last few years, is you really can't go wrong with who you put between the pipes right yeah. now. Whether it was Laner and Grice, then Varlamov and Grice, and now Varlamov and Sorokin, and it. If you're looking long term, when the baton eventually does get passed, whether that's sooner than later, if 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 Lamarillo is going to be, you know, as uh, as as I suppose excitable as Arthur even mentioned last week as well, I don't think that's going to happen. But if and when it's time to pass the baton, I think people can feel a lot more comfortable with that event happening when it eventually does. Yeah, I think that obviously we mentioned it last week as well. The conversations about oh, does Ilya Sorokin need time in the AHL? She playing Bridgeport. <laughs> Remember that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it is funny to think back to that now, but at the time it kind of seemed like a, a somewhat of a legitimate conversation, I guess, and, and it's a good thing that it never came to fruition because I think that it's done him more good to be in the NHL and getting the reps and getting that time to, to kind of grow and develop, especially with a goaltender like Semyon Varlamov as your, as your kind of mentor and as, you know fellow countryman and someone who can guide you through some of the ups and downs of an NHL season, NHL career, So and, and that transition from another country. So I think that's done him a world of good. I think that's shown, as you mentioned, that, that closeness, that bond that they have has helped him grow confidence, and you've seen it in the celebrations that they have had when Varley's won, when, when Sorokin's yeah, won. Yeah. Um, you see how much they support each other. So I think that's been such a, they've created such a, a supportive atmosphere right now that uh, you're seeing his development grow leaps and bounds a lot quicker than I think I thought anyway. And uh, I agree with you. I agree with Arthur and, and yourself that at the end of the day, Varlamov is the number one goaltender and that the fact that you're getting so many good starts at a Sorokin is, is kind of that cherry on the, on the cake. Yeah, that's the thing. I think you just, you, you should you know, maybe be at a point where you just, you're happy with whoever gets in there. Yeah. You know, I mean, everybody's going to have their preferences, I, supp- I suppose. But me personally, you know, I don't, right now, going into tomorrow, going into this week, doesn't matter to me which yeah. guy gets gets between the pipes because they're both playing really well. Now, you know, if you want to think more, more on it, like, oh, who do you want to have, you know, make sure you get still get reps and stuff right, like right, that. Right. Like, I think we're going to see Varlamov tomorrow. Oh, 100%. I think he's playing think so. tomorrow because they want to keep, Keep the consistency here with both yeah. of them getting starts. But again, they're they're both performing so well where it really doesn't matter. So it's like, eh, that's just something you don't got to worry about. Yeah. You can worry about Scott Mayfield. You can worry about Leo Komarov <laughs> and Noah Dobson. I mean, that's that's where the focus should be. And just how the team is playing right now because they're not playing very well despite the fact that they got two points from Philly last night. Listen, Leo's not not popular with the fantasy hockey crowd, but this isn't <laughs> fantasy hockey. Barry did make a point of that. He certainly did. And look, and you know what, though? I will say... I've seen some fans on Twitter actually praising Leo Komarov. Now, they're, I'm sure, the, the minority. You're going to need to retweet those because I, I have not, and I, I need proof. No, there there has been some some <laughs> calling out saying, hey, you know what? He's actually been doing pretty good for, for whatever his limitations may be. Yeah. But 
but he has been playing pretty well. And maybe that fourth line role is a little bit more of of the speed that you want, and you're more comfortable with. <gasps> Absolutely, when it comes to Leo yes. Komarov, I understand the kind <laughs> right. of the kind of eye roll, and you're like, you know, the the frustration with seeing him on the top line. But having him as the fourth line winger in the spot where Clutterbuck would be is not the worst thing in the world. And I think you saw the other game that it suits him well. And when he's in that role and he, he he's in there and succeeding, that good things happen for the Islanders. And, and as Arthur and, and I'm not Arthur, sorry, Andrew pointed out, and so many others the other. And I, he was one of their best players on the ice, bar none, uh, in a game that was that was not great from the Islanders. But you know, it was good to see Leo Komarov do do well and um, kind of be recognized for that. So certainly, uh, certainly gave him potential to be hero of the week. That's for sure. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah, you might be able to throw his name in the hat. Whether or not he comes away uh, winning winning the prize, we'll see. But yeah, I suppose I suppose you could throw him in the conversation. But I think I think it is is the right time to to. Do our Buddy, heroes of the week? We are on the same wavelength right now. I was just thinking the same thing. So why don't you hit that tune? Hit that tune? You mean this one right here? That one right there, and then that Buddy. screen right there. You want? You want to try it? You want to do it? No, because I don't. I... Ladies and gentlemen, when you hear this song, that means it's time for the hero <laughs> of the week. Brought to you by the Blue Line Deli and Bagels Half Price Hero, which this week is. The White Whale, made of chicken cutlet, gravy, onion rings, bacon, fresh mutts on a toasted garlic hero. It looks amazing. I haven't had it yet. It tastes amazing. Oh, you've had it? Yeah. Really? It. Did it taste like whale? It did not taste like whale. It didn't taste like whale. A little false advertising on the part of Blue Line Deli and Bagels. Tastes like heaven. <laughs> tastes like heaven. Heaven. Nice job. Yeah. Wow. Very poetic. Look at you. So, folks. Blue Line Deli and Bagels, which is also an official partner. That's right, official partner of the New York Islanders. Great food, great hockey. Great food, great hockey. Yeah. I'm really so, sure. Christian, I think you're you have the honors this week. I don't remember. I, I feel like that. it's pretty it's pretty anticlimactic at this point. It it yeah. We just we did just drop a major bomb of a hint there. Yeah. If and if you can't honest. figure it out, well, so. my hero of the week is. Do it, man. You can do it. I don't know which Come on. It is. This is your time to shine. Is it this one? It's it this literally one. says Christian Hero on the button. No, You're purposely flex. looking at the other one. There he Ilya is. Ilya Sorokin, a phenomenal performance the other night against the Philadelphia Flyers, steals the Islanders a win with a 30-save effort in Philadelphia, where he has been phenomenal, by the way. Five straight wins against the Flyers. Um, he's just found magic in a bottle when it comes to playing the Philadelphia Flyers this year. So yes. he has he has found his team that he likes to play against. He doesn't know why he likes to play against them, but um, you know he's certainly playing in the moment. You see that <laughs> every game. Uh, Nailed it. Well, I'm, I'm kind of paraphrasing what he said last night when he was asked about it, I believe by our, our, our past guest, Andrew Gross, or maybe it was someone else, but um, about why he did so well against Philadelphia, and he really he, he had no... No answer because there is no answer, and it, I know. But you know, sometimes, sometimes there's an answer. Sometimes I don't know. Maybe, maybe, and I'm just gonna. I might as well just yeah, toss his face up there very, too for me. Yeah. He's my hero. It was too. very anticlimactic. Everyone, knew. yeah. Well, it would be crazy if we picked anyone else. It was slim pickets. It was slim pickets. Well, that's too. because of the week that they had. Yes, but yeah, I guess if you were gonna consider anybody else, maybe it would have been Uncle Leo. But Sorokin, like you said, <laughs> stole that game last yeah. night. I said it. They had no business winning that game last night. No. As far as the players on the ice in front of him go. Yeah. Now, granted, yeah, I mean, you know, I had some back and forth on Twitter earlier tonight. You know, they picked it up in the third a little bit. Sure. Yes, they did. But overall, they had a bad game. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. They're still a good team. And they won. And they and they won. And yeah, that's what good th- teams do. <laughs> Speaking of cliches again, right? I wasn't going to say it, but. 
Yeah, well, yes, it's it's great that they still earn two points, and and it is kind of funny though that they got the second point on a, on a total accident. You know, I mean, again, it was fitting the way that yes. uh, that game was going to end. There was no other way that it was ending other than someone accidentally putting into their own right. net, or Ilya Sorokin, or or, uh, or um, you know, Brian Elliott. Right. Uh, yeah, Brian Elliott putting uh, the puck into the net themselves. As but yes, well. Ilya Sorokin very much epitomized the phrase giving them a chance to win last night because that's exactly what they did. He made yes. a lot of highlight reel saves, and he kept them in it when, again, I, I don't think they really deserved to, to get to overtime. They, they were lucky to get one point, let alone two. So you, you bank those two points, you'd be happy about it. You, you feel good about the fact that the Rangers are still eight points behind yep. and not six mm-hmm. heading into tomorrow because there would be a lot of nerves <laughs> In Island to Land, if if we were looking at that scenario. So when you're right, you're right. And right now, you're right. I'm right. Yeah. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate yeah. you acknowledging that. Yeah. Whole lot of right going on right now. Whole lot of right going <laughs> Whole on. Whole right lot now. of correct. So, folks, there is your unanimous hero of the week, Ilya Sorokin. And you know what I'm actually going to do here? I'm going to bring that back so that I can read off the half-price hero one more time. So, folks, Ilya Sorokin, your hero of the week, brought to you by the Blue Line Deli and Bagels, half-price hero, the white well with chicken cutlet, gravy, onion rings, bacon, fresh mozzarella, on a toasted garlic hero. Sounds good. And starting tomorrow, yep. you walk into that beautiful deli. Yep. You say, hey, Donnie. Yep. Hockey Night New York said I can get the white well for half off. Give me that sandwich. Maybe maybe be a little more polite. Yeah. Be, be much more polite. demand it. And just, <laughs> I want that white well. And you get it for half off from, from tomorrow until Sunday. Absolutely. And since you saved half price on the hero. Yeah. You could pick up one of these stylish shirts that Sean is wearing. There you go. They're still yes. selling them available. Half of the proceeds go to the Marty Lyons Foundation. That's so right. Not only will you get a stylish shirt from the Blue Line Deli, support a, a great deli and business uh, in your local area that is run by a major Islander fan, but you're also helping a good cause as well. Yeah. So kill two birds with one stone, stone so to speak. There you go. And not just the T-shirt, not only in, in navy here, but he's got it in the traditional royal blue. I believe he still has some long sleeves. I think he has still has some hoodies over there, know. but you got to go and check it out. Yeah. I mean, you're going to want to go anyway because they got great food. Absolutely. So Thanks. let's bring it back to the main screen where we're, we're bigger, and here we are. Yes. You know what? <laughs> I have one bone to pick with you, Sean. <laughs> Please. And that was, did you understand the Trent Dilfer reference that Andrew made during, the, during his? I actually know that he's a, he was a, I don't know if he currently is, but I know he was an NFL head coach, right? He was a quarterback, if I'm not mistaken. But I thought he, I thought he ended up being a coach. I don't think so. You know what? It's, only, so. it's appropriate if I am wrong. Because I feel like yeah. you are wrong. Okay, so well, right. but hey, at least I got the football, right? I knew yeah, it was football. I knew it was football. That's pretty so good. I knew the that. sport. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just double-checking. He was a NFL quarterback for 14 seasons. He did okay. not coach. He did not. Okay, so, not so then, then safe to say, I, I not that it, it wasn't uh, obvious already, but no, I didn't get the reference. I just, ref- the name was familiar, and that was about it. Yeah, but right. that's all right. You know the expectations, as you know, are low with me when it comes to that stuff. They're very low. You gotta keep you gotta keep low. your references within the scope of hockey, I know. or like nineties. But other I just sports. wanted to point it out that it was wrong. That I, you were hundred percent. Oh, he's the head coach of a high, high school. school. <laughs> See, there's no way I was right. No, there's no way Sean knew that though. Yes, it was um, luck. It was um, luck. What was the name of the school again? You will not get it. <laughs> and, I, and I saw it on Wikipedia. I will not tell you the name of the school, but Sean the fact that you don't understand these other sports references. I wasn't wrong. He was a coach. 
Frustrating. I wasn't wrong that he was a coach. Frustrating. Why does that frustrate? Why do you care? Does. Why does that bother you? It bothers me. Why? It frustrates me because you're just not a. It, it would make you such a more well-rounded person. Because you're because <laughs> you're already such a great person. It would make oh, you. Oh wow! Better. Wow! Wow! That was that was very sweet of you. <sighs> but does it really come down to the amount of sports that you know yes. <laughs> to round out your yeah, your does. individuality, your person, among many, things, if you will, among many things. Well, then all not right. a soul. Well, there's, there's a whole but it would help. sect of the so population you're going to be disappointed with because not everybody likes sports, pal. No, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. All right. Off the rails. Off one, the rails. one more time. Makes the most That was another sense. edition of Off the Rails with Christian Arnold. <laughs> we should get that sponsored. <laughs> Off the Rails with yeah. Christian Arnold of NYI Hockey Now. But we'll then someone sponsored. That would be great. Can yeah. Little, yeah. We could do it every, every show, something ridiculous. Maybe, uh, the, maybe the MTA. Maybe, maybe the double R. <laughs> off right. the rails. Or the SEPTA. Or the SEPTA. Up in Philly. But speaking of, well, no, I, I can't even transition from that. That's uh, uh, Sure, the Long Island Railroad. You could take, nope, got nothing. But moving, looking ahead to this, I was trying to transition. You gave me nothing to work with here. Again. I, yeah. gave you, I gave you gold. You did not. Gave you did plenty. Not. All right. So, this has gone right, off so the take rails. A, take us somewhere, getting back us on, Getting us back on the rails. The Islanders have uh, five very important games coming up over the next two weeks. This week alone, three important home games on the docket for the New York Islanders with the Rangers coming to the Nassau Coliseum on Tuesday, which is tomorrow. The Washington Capitals visiting the Coliseum twice on Thursday and Saturday. And obviously some kind of a big news as well, and that was the announcement earlier today by Gov- New York Governor Andrew Cuomo yeah. that the capacity for indoor sporting arenas will be raised from 10% to 25%. So that should bring it about to 3400 one right. fourth of full capacity, right? So I think thirty four hundred. Yeah, you're yeah. you're about there. Yeah. Um, for the Nassau Coliseum in time for the playoffs. Obviously, Perfect Andrew Cuomo timing. was with the Islanders ownership the other week when he was on Long Island at Belmont Park touring the US UBS Arena, <laughs> UBS Arena uh, mm-hmm. site construction site uh-huh. uh, with John Ledecky, where he announced that the uh, workers at the UBS Arena construction workers will all be vaccinated. Uh, as they continue to get that writing Excellent. confirmed that the building Excellent. will be open in time for the 2021-2022 NHL season. So, we, some exciting news in that regard. Uh, some important news in the Islanders' regard here and now with three games coming up against the Washington Cap, two games against the Capitals and a, an immediate game against the New York Rangers, which will be all that more important with the Rangers sniffing, trying to get back into the playoff picture and, and winners of, of seven games over the last uh, last ten and four straight now. Yeah, and the Islanders don't want to be the team that helps them back in. You know, they play them three times over these next six. Yeah, You got three against the Caps, three against the Rangers. The Islanders don't want to be that team. And and Twitter will be an absolute tire fire if <laughs> if it goes that route. So let's hope the hockey gods start to shine a little bit brighter again on the New York Islanders because uh, that, that'll be, that'll be a, a poor experience for, for all of us. But you mentioned that they're going to be on a three-game homestand here, so yes. maybe some home cooking is exactly what the doctor ordered given the play they've had recently. Yes, the Islanders have fared much better on home ice than they have on the road. It's you know been well documented, documented not only by this show but other outlets as well. And you hope that that home cooking, as you call it, um, <laughs> will help them here as they get back into the Nassau Coliseum and they get into the friendly confines of the Nassau Coliseum um, and get a couple wins, you know, at least two out of three, take two out of these three games, especially with Washington within grasp to catch them again and move back into that top slot in the East Division brought to you by Mass Mutual. 
Nice job. You brought it back. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you lost that for a couple of weeks, the, yeah. the sponsors on the divisions. Yeah. You, know, you brought it back. Give it some time. Corporate Christian. I mean, they're not paying me, so I'm doing them a favor, if anything. Yeah, I suppose, I suppose you are. So, yes, a big stretch of games coming up here. Mm-hmm. I, it's great that they're going to be home. because And, and look, they – okay. <laughs> you throw me off there. We give each other hand signals. <laughs> <laughs> behind the scenes here. But yeah, big stretch coming up in these games and look, it can go any which way cuz they're they're close enough to first place and home ice. I don't know why you got thrown off so thrown off by that. It just I wasn't expecting it. I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> <laughs> you were giving me this face. And I was just like, what? what? Oh, oh. Uh, so, and then and then you have the other end of it where look, if they continue to stumble here, all of a sudden things you're not get wor- hairy. You're not worrying about home ice in first place. No. You're worrying about whether you're going to make it to the dance. Now, do I think that that's possible? Do I think that that's remotely going to happen? No. no. They would really have to fall on their faces. But why even flirt with that thought? I, w- I wouldn't if I was them. I certainly <laughs> wouldn't. Uh, uh, well, I do want to ask you, Sean, and we obviously do this every week, mm. and that is how many points do you think the Islanders take? Ah, uh, yes, the predictions. The predictions. Well, we got three this week, right? Yes. In, in a hockey night in New York week. <laughs> yes. Right, just to clarify that, because yeah, yeah, the yeah. last time I said this week or yeah, last yeah, week, I was you just had giving to, it a hard time. I was right. giving it a hard time. Of course. Uh, I had of to course. be a jerk about it, obviously. <laughs> yes, that is part of And make sure, so three games, there's six points available. Not to mess up our yes. math, which usually I do. Yes, not eight. They, yeah, they're they're not two and a third points or whatever the math would work out to <laughs> no, be. No, eight points are not on right. the docket. Right. Six points. So you're talking two against the Caps and one against the Rangers yes. this week, all at home. Yes. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, yes, I'm going to say, are you, what are I'm you like, going to say? Possible? <laughs> is this possible? What are you going to say? I, you know what? I'm usually a uh, glass half full. Yeah. the optimist yeah, 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 yeah. kind of guy. Yeah. I'm going three points. I'm going three out wow. of six here. I That's think, I think there's still, good. I think there's, well, look, it's part, it's look, it's, 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 it's a 500. It's a, it's a one, one in one week, essentially. Yeah. You know, however you slice it up. And I think it's because. They're still feeling out this whatever, this funk that they're going through right now, whether it's still getting the new guys acclimated right, right, right. and how that's filtering throughout the lineup. Right. I still don't think that's the main. That's close to the main right. reason why they've been struggling. But clearly, whether it's that and whatever other factors you want to talk about, they're still trying to get their game back here, right? Sure. And we saw that the break last week didn't really help. So they're getting, but they're getting back to home ice. So I think that will help. But I still think this is going to be maybe not as bumpy, right? but a little bit of a bumpy week. So I'm saying they're going to go half, you know, three out of six. I say they go four out of six. They take the game against the Rangers. They lose the first game against the Capitals on Thursday night at the Nassau Coliseum. And then they rebound with a win at the Nassau Coliseum in the second game against the Capitals. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. But... <laughs> Melville Armenia 22 seems to she's she's stubborn she's sticking with it six of eight points can't rule it out (laughs) might be able to happen (laughs) I mean with the way the schedule is these games are all four point games so it could be six of eight (laughs) yes you're you're absolutely right 100% Christian 100% good times good times so So, go ahead no no what were you gonna say well I I was gonna just what were you gonna what were you gonna say I had nothing. Yeah, nothing. All right, good. So, do we have time We're to take off the rails? We're off the rails, with Christian Arnold. So, do we have time to take a to field a, a well, question or like two we, from the audience? Feel, feel, fielded, felt, fielded, 
So you say your math isn't very good. Apparently, grammar isn't a strong we've suit fielded, We fielded several questions already. Uh, someone did ask about uh, Goloshev. I think that's how you name, say his name. All right, well, why don't will, you round Will we up? see Goloshev okay. this year? Uh, and I don't think so. I don't, I don't think, so, think so in the NHL anyway. Right. Um, AHL, a couple games, I'm sure. I has to imagine, without the Sound Tiger schedule in front of me right now, mm-hmm. that they are not... They have to be down to the wire at this point as far as number of games. I mean, when you're only playing 24 games against the same two teams. Yeah. But they all kind of blend together. So maybe not. Who knows? Um, Lars 89 asking, do you think we see Kiefer Bellas at all during the next stretch? I think it's I think it's absolutely possible. I think, as Andrew pointed out, especially if, if Bailey or Clutterbuck are out of the lineup still, mm-hmm. that there's a chance we see him uh, back in there. I think we do. But if Braden Coburn has taught me anything... My roster predictions are, are no good because last week I said if we see Colburn in the lineup, then things are going terribly wrong with the Islanders. Now, things aren't going great, but they're certainly not going terribly wrong. All it took was a rough night or two from Noah Dobson, and there is Colburn right in the lineup. Yeah. So I was way off the mark with that. I didn't think we were going to see him at all. Uh, but I do think that Kiefer Bellows is going to get in there. Who he comes in for, is he guesses guess. as good as mine. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, especially if they continue to struggle. If they – continue to struggle scoring goals barry's just gonna start throwing darts at the wall and seeing what sticks he's he's gonna see if Kiefer can get in there and and, and you know jumpstart these guys yeah uh melomania asking uh 22 asking uh any any clue what happened to josh bailey the answer is i have no idea well you would know better than i it's so. undisclosed and and uh it's hard to pin he did kind of just mysteriously leave but that's the thing the yeah, same thing with cal clutterbuck both injuries are undisclosed so you really don't know what the deal is with them mm-hmm. So right now Shrouded it's, a, in mystery. it's a state secret. Yeah. Yeah. It's a state secret. And in that same game, Bailey, he was coming in, what was it, three-on-two or three-on-one with, with Barzell and I, and I think Eberle, and he kind of just stumbled and fell. I don't know if that had anything to do with it. I mean, at this point, it, he kind of just tripped over the mind, blue line. So. And, and then he, he, he was out of, the, out of the game not too long after that. But, yeah, unfortunately, we don't know. It doesn't sound like it's going to be anything long-term for either one of them. That's the idea, or that's the. But Barry Trotz wasn't one hundred percent sure. I did ask him about that before Sunday's game. What his time frame or how, how serious does he feel these injuries are? He that's when he indicated day to day. Right now, he'd be more comfortable indicating it day to day rather than week to week. But the fact that week to week is still even kind of in the conversation should raise a couple of eyebrows because you would hope it's just day to day. If you're a fan of the New York Islanders, one question we were asked the other day as well. Uh, last show that we didn't get to address that we wanted to mm. was the question of will we be doing any live events? Ah, yes. Very good, Christian. Very good. I know we'll let you handle that. Oh, answer. okay. I wasn't sure if you were going to continue there. Uh, the answer to that question is 100% definitely absolutely. And we actually were looking at the schedule earlier in the year to see if we could make something work before the regular season closed. Unfortunately, for one, two, three, or four reasons or another, we just weren't able to hammer down the right night to be able to make it work. But we are keeping an eye on things, and we are waiting with bated breath to see how the playoff schedule shakes out because ultimately, ideally, we're going to be looking to do at least one event to start once the, once we get a playoff schedule, and we'll try to figure that out, I, I would imagine a road game. Cause, I mean, you're going to be working all the home games, right? So yeah. we're not going to be able to get you involved yeah. unless we do like a pre-pre-game show where you can still make it to the, Col- uh, the Coliseum. And, so. of course, the, uh, we would do any of these events with the utmost care and caution with everything that's going on in the world. Yes, exactly. And it's good that the numbers are getting better and, and things are starting to open up. I've, what, we're at 75% capacity now at bars and restaurants? 
Oh, is it? I, I don't know. I, I believe we're that. 75. I, I saw the I saw the 25% arena news, and that's the part of the headline I honed in on. Because gotcha. That's the, you know, yeah, this was like a week there. or so ago where I think we're at 75%, which is obviously a great number. And, yeah, no, we're already talking to some venues about some potential events. So once once we kind of get an idea of what this playoff schedule is going to look like, we're going to just see what we can do. But, yeah, we, we miss you guys. I'm definitely miss doing the live shows. I mean, even even though that was before you joined the show officially, yeah. you've well, done I've a couple there, with yeah. us. Yeah, no, oh, it's a good time. Yeah, always a lot of fun. Love hanging out with you guys and uh, all the interacting. And obviously, uh, you know, we like doing the pregame shows. We all hang around. We watch the game, have a good time, giveaways and all that stuff. So stay tuned because the answer is an emphatic yes. And as soon as we get some details on something, we will definitely let you guys know. Absolutely, and we look forward to when we can do that, and obviously doing it safely. But but that, Sean, I think that's just about everything. I think you're right. I mean, yeah, we're we're pretty good. I I do want to just plug our pals R.J. Daniels real quick before yes. we go because you know we're, we we try to be good guys with that. You know, we said we would, so we should probably follow through. So, folks, if you can't make it to the Coliseum, if you can't make it to the games on the road, R.J. Daniels in Rockville Center is the place to be to watch the New York Islanders. You got. Specials up and down, food specials. You got $5, 16-ounce Barn Rocker Ales, $14 Bud Light Pitchers, $17 Domestic Buckets, $4 Domestic Bottles or Pints. Like I said, plenty of food specials. They actually have a separate menu for Islander Games. I've sampled it. The food is very good. Well, I'm glad. The staff is excellent. They are. And once again, it is at 279A Sunrise Highway in Rockville Center. They'll be rocking those specials from pregame until the game is over. And now, buddy, the bars are open till midnight. That's right. Starting tonight. That's right. Well, tomorrow, the 19th. Oh, today's the 19th. Just kidding. Hello, I'm Earth. Have we met? <laughs> All these days blend together. <laughs> sure. Sure they do. They do. Okay. They do. Well, there you have it, folks. You got the bars open till midnight. You can have yourself a good time. Go to RJ's, watch the game, stay for a little post-game, drink a little post-game, you know, snack, whatever you want to do. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great place. Great time. Uh... And yeah, so definitely recommend going there and hanging out with our buddies over at RJ Daniels in Rockville Center. 100%. Thank you. So with that, folks, want to thank you all for tuning in to twitch.tv slash hockey night NY. And of course, at your favorite podcast providers. Big thanks to Andrew Gross of Newsday for joining us twice tonight on the air. Fantastic stuff from him. Always a pleasure having him on the show. And of course, a huge, huge thanks to our sponsors, starting with Blue Line Deli and Bagels, located at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington. Head on over for great food, great service, and great people. Check out the menu at bluelinedeli.com for their fantastic hockey-themed heroes and the Hockey Night New York rap, of course, which is still there. Absolutely. And a huge, huge thanks to Thai Technology, a voice over IP company providing phone services for businesses across the country. Check them out at TyTechnology.com for all your telecom needs or give them a call at 516-856-7800 and get three free months of service. Christian, oh, what? What do you got? I forgot to, I forgot to mention it, Andrew. We got to continue to work on my campaign to get Andrew Gross a sandwich at Blue Line Deli. Yeah. Yeah, you have any idea what, what would be in that? I don't, but I already came up with a name. It's called The Andrew's Answer. Wow. Clever. Yeah, because this whole thing you. was against, the, you know, his last name's Gross, and it's a tough sell, Gross Sandwich. Now <laughs> <laughs> his joke, not mine. I and mean, if it's B-Comp, fair. And if B-Comp has one there, and we have one there, Andrew Gross absolutely deserves it. I agree. I agree. We'll, we'll, we'll get on that. So, big thanks to you guys once again. We thank the Andrew Gross. 
follow us on social media. Follow Christian on Twitter at C underscore Arnold zero one. Follow myself at Shawnee Hockey. Follow the show at Hockey Night NY on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And of course, exclusive listeners of the show, I'm going to implore you once again to give us a shot here at twitch.tv slash hockey night ny because it's so much fun yes and it you, is and you get to see what clowns we are not we just are. hear what clowns we are and uh, you get to join us in the chat and have a good time so and here's some great news Christian oh my god what we're back to Sundays next week oh my god wow and we ran out the music again <laughs> we, did we did it, it again it. last week I know Hit we just, music we just talked about it there it is <laughs> So yeah, back to Sundays. We'll keep you we'll keep you posted on guests and all that stuff. Thank you so much. We've been hocking at New York. For Christian Arnold, I'm Sean Cuthbert. You guys have a great rest of your Monday night. Donnie, get on it. Andrew's answer. He deserves a sandwich. He does. Do it. He does. Do it. Do it. Do it. Open the trunk. Do it. Do it. Do it. Bye bye. Peace.